Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking about keys and doors. When Jesus said to Peter in the book of Matthew in chapter 16, verse 16 onward, that flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to him, but his heavenly Father, he was given keys. He said, unto you, Peter, or you that are called Simon, I I am going to give you the keys of the kingdom. And those keys represent authority. They represent knowledge. They represent the ability or the capability to accomplish something on earth that has already been fulfilled, accomplished, or that is already permitted in heaven. And we went through quite a different number of different uh, translations and versions of the Bible for the explanation of what actually uh, was said. But we're going to continue along that path. Uh, Jesus is called the son of David. And to David was promised in the book of Isaiah that the keys would be put on his shoulders. Those keys that would be put on his shoulders... That is actually uh, a literal understanding of what and how the customs and traditions of the Jewish uh, people were. And that is that you actually carried the keys on your shoulder. The keys were of different sizes, according to Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulders. He shall open and none shall shut. He shall shut and none shall open. And this will go all the way into the future, all the way into the millennium, all the way up until uh, the new heaven and earth, where what is opened by Jesus and what is shut by Jesus because of his authority that has been vested in him uh, will either stay open or will stay closed. He's the one that has the keys or the authority and the power And of course, in Revelation 3, 7, it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man opens. Whatever doors God has opened, whatever doors God has closed for our individual life, or for mankind, or for humanity, will either stay open or closed. They will either be permitted or not permitted. But when we get into the book of Luke in chapter 11, verse 52, it says, Woe unto you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You enter not in yourselves, And them that were entering in, you hinder. Now here Jesus is talking about the ones that were involved in interpreting the law. Those that were the individuals who, according to the law, were the ones that understood what was either legal or not legal. Their interpretation, well... They went so far off to the deep end in the way that they interpreted the law, in the way that things that were done, 
that it says that the key, the, the word of God, the knowledge of the word of God was taken away and they were not able to enter in themselves. And those that were entering in were hindered. It's no different than today, than uh, all the teaching that is out there of all sorts and of all kinds where people that may be seeking the truth are hindered by those that uh, perpetuate uh, not only false doctrine, but the doctrine and the teachings of devils and demons. And Jesus talked about this in the last days. Uh, that was going to be one of the signs of what was going on. That in the last days, we would have a rampant teaching of things that were contrary to the word of God. And people would follow these things. People were going to be uh, deceived and seduced. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit speaks expressively. That in the latter times, which are the times that we live in today, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and to doctrines of devils. A doctrine of the devil would be anything and anyone that would deny the virgin birth of Jesus, that would deny that the blood of Jesus was given for atonement for our souls. For forgiveness of sins that would deny that Jesus is the son of the living God, that Jesus came in the flesh. All of these things plus so much more. The scripture says they're going to be speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You get to the point where you're going to call evil good and you're going to call good evil. When you call the Christian faith, and I'm, when I say the Christian faith, the, the body of Christ, the church, because not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, uh, is going to enter in. When you attack it and you say that, you know, you're, 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 not, you're not of a mind that has uh, the ability to change you got to go with the flow that is in this world. Remember, the flow that is in this world is by the spirit of uh, disobedience, the spirit of wrath, the, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. In other words, the prince of the power of the air. He is the one that is ruling, and he's the one that changes the, the things in people's lives to... Get us more away from God or get us away from the things of God. Not only do they speak lies and hypocrisy, their conscience is so seared that they cannot see the truth of a thing. It says, forbidding to marry and condemning to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. The scripture doesn't stop there. It talks about in the book of Ephesians, when we go to the book of Ephesians in chapter 4, there is a reason why the church of Jesus Christ has to be uh, established. 
grounded on a solid foundation. And that is because the times will come when every little wind of doctrine that blows by tosses people to the left and to the right. It says in Ephesians 4, 14, that you henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they light in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, you may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now, as we look at the scripture here, we begin to understand why Jesus, why he corrected and reprimanded the lawyers of his time. Because between the lawyers and the judges of the land, laws are established that are either contrary and totally against the word of God and God's kingdom, things that are permitted and things that are not permitted in the kingdom of God, things that are forbidden there that should not be uh, allowed uh, here on this earth. Well, it is because of these individuals and their interpretation of the so-called law. And the more you're out there uh, in one direction, the more likely you are to think uh, that way. Therefore, when he reprimands them, he says, you have taken the way, the key. The key of knowledge is going to be the word of God. The key is to know him, the one and only true God. And the problem with that, not only are you not entering in, you're hindering all those others that would want to enter in. Now, when Jesus told Peter, I give you the keys of the kingdom, we have to identify the kingdom a little bit. So let's go to that. Not only did we talk about doors and, and keys, in which we will continue to talk about, but when we read in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, it says, Neither say they low here or low there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. What did Jesus mean, the kingdom? Because if the kingdom is within us, and there are many kingdoms now. There have been many kingdoms in, in the past. Many no longer exist. They have totally and completely disappeared off the face of the earth. And others, others that are existing today, the scripture says that uh, when Satan tempted Jesus, he says, I will give you all of these for their mind. Talking about the 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 kingdoms of this earth, the kingdoms of this age. And the devil was offering them up to Jesus in temptation. Well, the scripture says that Jesus renounced, he refused to accept any of these. And instead, he told the devil who is to be worshipped, who is to be uh, the one that that one is supposed to follow. Uh, the exact words were uh, when, when Jesus was tempted by, by the devil. He told him, if you will bow down and worship me, if you will do that, then I will give you all these things. 
Matthew 4, 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain. He There's a third time that he was tempted. He was tempted concerning the bread, concerning uh, jumping off the top of the temple. He says he took him up to an exceedingly high mountain. How this was show, how this was done, we're not told. But in he was capable of showing him all the kingdoms of the cosmos and the glory of them. Of course, that glory is nothing compared to the glory of the millennial kingdom of the Lord, our God. And it says, and said unto him. All these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. Now, had this not been a true temptation, the devil would not have been able to offer him anything. But because it was true that he had these kingdoms under his grasp, under his hold, he was offering him something legitimate, at least for that moment. He was offering him the kingdoms of this world. And many people today would rather worship Satan and give him give themselves over to him and take him up on that offer. Uh, I wouldn't mind, the person may say, I wouldn't mind being the ruler of this world or ruling a kingdom or kingdoms of this world. So we find individuals that still are bowing down and worshiping the devil instead of the one and only true God. And not only worshiping, but serve him. They serve him in a purpose where they subvert the things that are in this world in such a way that they go towards the nature and towards the goal which Satan has established to bring his man of the hour, the Antichrist, to bring his prophet, uh, the false prophet, to bring his kingdom, the the beast uh, kingdom, uh, into the earth and to rule and to reign, ultimately receiving the worship that he has sought for so long. But the scripture says cl- uh, clearly that the kingdom that we live in is a kingdom that is inside of us right now. It is an expanding kingdom. It is a growing kingdom. And it's growing because of the growth of the gospel. We can take the parables of Jesus, uh, the mustard seed, where it just grew, or the laven, the the measures of, of, of laven and bread, and it expands. These all identify the kingdom of God growing, not only within us as individuals, but corporately throughout the world. And lawyers and judges want to take the key. They probably think we're too uneducated to understand, but an individual that is humble and will submit to God, God will give the key of the knowledge of the only true God in His Son and the light that shines upon His face to be able to allow us to enter in and serve and worship him, the one and only true king. Well, consider this food for thought and for for your imagination. Join us tomorrow. We'll continue along these lines. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you in his precious name. Amen.